This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everyone, to Real Presence Live. My name is Tim Moser, coming at you from the Fargo studio today with Rachel Juvie producing. Thanks again, Rachel. We appreciate that. Absolutely. Hope you were with us for our last segment. Deacon Bruce Dahl from Nativity Catholic Church in Fargo shared his, uh, his story. You know, his call to the diaconate and everything. And every story is unique. Every story is great. A couple things that really stuck out to me are just his humility. He just says, you know, <laughs> he's a smart guy. He's a doctor, okay? But he says, you know what? I just have to rely on God. You know, I'm not that smart. And he's just a great example of humility. That's something that really stuck out to me. And, and I appreciate that. And God has done great things through him because of that humility. So thanks again, Deacon Dahl, for your ministry, your service, and uh, for sharing that with us here today. Well, I'd like to welcome to the show Emily Stimson Chapman. Welcome, Emily. Hi, it's great to be here, Tim. Oh, so good to be here. So now, uh, geographically, I'm in Fargo, North Dakota, and I'm looking at a road grader going by and scraping uh, snow off of the streets. Uh, where are you at, Emily? <laughs> I wish I was somewhere with snow. My two-year-old keeps saying, when when we get big snow, Mama? <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm not in the forecast anytime soon. I'm in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Okay, okay, great. That's wonderful. Yeah. So anyway, this is awesome. But, but you, you get snow, though, in Pittsburgh, so... And we plus, do. We and do. plus, you have hills, so you don't have to like go to a dike to sled. You can find hills everywhere. We are flat as yeah. a pancake, you know. So we have. Yeah, to, we have... I grew up in Illinois, so oh. I was used to lots of snow, but you could drive around. And yeah. here, when there's a little bit of snow, you just don't. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, good. Well, besides this, which is you, you talked about your your little little child or children. How many children do you have, Emily? I have three. Mm-hmm. We um, we adopted three babies in two and a half years, oh, and wow. so I have a four year old, a two and a half year old, and a twenty one month old. So our two youngest are just eight months apart. God bless you. Well, and what a blessing! Thank you for opening your heart and saying yes. Love. Thank oh, you. Oh, we're we are so blessed to have these babies. So isn't that true? Great. Well, tell us a little more about yourself. Maybe growing up and 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 how you got interested in in writing. Sure. Um, you know, I grew up in Illinois. Went off to college to study political science, thinking I was going to work in Washington D.C. for the rest of my life. Um, and got to Washington and just did not like Washington. <laughs> the swamp. Huh? I found people uh, chasing after a lot of secondary issues. Mm. So when I was 25, I came back to the church um, and headed off to Franciscan University, you know, as people do. When they yeah, exactly. To yep. Um, to Solid. work on my master's in theology. Mm-hmm. And I started, uh, I really started writing just as a way to help pay for, for grad school. And um, I had bought a house in Steubenville because houses are cheaper to buy there than to rent. Um, now, not, mm-hmm. not now, but yeah. they were. And uh, yeah, just the writing, I always say that God really is the one who pointed me in that direction. I thought I'd be getting a PhD in theology and you know, heading, working in academia, but um, God kept giving me interesting things to write, and that's what I did. That's what I do. I've done it now for um, almost 20 years. So I married later. I was 41 when I married, and then we were not able to have babies, so we, um, God just Bless us very, very quickly with three wonderful little ones, and so now we're in the thicket with them, and I'm still writing, but uh, in different ways and on more my schedule than anyone else's, and just really enjoying to see what God brings next, because He's yes. always keeping us on our toes here. Exciting. That's wonderful. We'll talk with Emily Stimson Chapman. I'm curious, your time in Steubenville, so was, was Father Mike Scanlon still the, the president at that time? 
No, no. Okay. He was no longer the president. He was, uh, I think he was the chancellor mm-hmm. at the yep. time, or mm-hmm. President Emirat or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Father Terrence Henry was the president okay. at the time, back when Father Dave, who's the current president, was working in the conference office. So it was the early 2000s, um, and I worked on campus for a few years during grad school, and then I ended up just free-time, full-time freelancing. Okay. And that's yeah. Yeah. So. My my Franciscan memories. I, they had men's conferences. This was back in the eighties. Yeah, I'm old. But anyway, uh, it, it was awesome because I didn't know Father Mike Scanlon, and, and, and we were sitting there, you know, 500 guys at this conference, and and all of a sudden this buzz started going under Father Mike, Father Mike, Father Mike, and it's like okay, and this this you know tanned, uh, you know, uh, priest walks in the back, you know, with and I just like you could just feel them. This is a holy man, and people just stood up and spontaneously cheered. It's like. Wow, you know, because, you know, the story of how we've taken uh, Franciscan University to, to be the great university it is today. But anyway, it's inspirational to see people like that, you know, uh, and their faith. It's just amazing. He was, a, he was a wonderful man. I loved him so yeah, much. And absolutely. yeah, I was really blessed to get to know him during during all the years that I was writing for the university. Yeah, absolutely. Well, speaking of writing, you wrote a book a few years ago called Catholic Girl's Guide to the Single Years. Uh, let, let's, let's talk a little bit about that. Tell us why you wrote it and, and what it's about. It has been, it's been 11 years now since I wrote that book. Mm-hmm. Um, I was 35 and still single at the time. And uh, some. Uh, I was doing a lot of ghostwriting at the time. And my one of my editors that I was working with asked me if I would take on that book. And I said, no way am I going to do a book about <laughs> being single. Are you crazy? Uh, but the more I thought about it and prayed about it, I felt like I was saying, no, there's, there's really something you could you could do here. And so I set out to write a book that was honest um, about the challenges and difficulties of being single and just whitewash it and tell people, oh, you should feel good about it. Maybe God's calling you to, you know, not be married. Mm -hmm. But also it was fun and gave practical advice. And really just, I wanted to be a friend to women who felt alone in their singleness. Mm -hmm. Um, Because being single in your 30s, and early 40s is very different from being single in your early 20s. Uh, it's, a, it's a different boat that you're in at that point. So, um, so many women feel alone in that. And I was happy to get to write that book. And I still hear from women today all the time about it. I feel like we feel seen and known and supported in this time in their life from it. And so it was. It turned out to be a blessing that my editor asked me to do it. Oh, that's great. That's great. No, that's wonderful. And, and maybe uh, maybe I'll have to talk with you a little more. I didn't get married until I was 49. So maybe there's a book out there, uh, a Catholic men's or boys guide to the singles. I don't know. Anyway, that, that that's another story. But if, if if I decide the Holy Spirit's calling me to it, I'll, I'll give you a jingle for some advice. <laughs> yeah. But, my husband didn't get married until he, my husband was 47 when we got married. Wow, so he see? jokes all the time about writing that book. Yeah. Oh, well, you know, I'll, I'll let him do it. He, 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 can, he sees you every day. But, well, anyway, but through these years and, and maybe through writing this book, did you find that there were any blessings about being uh, a single woman? I did. You know, I'm so grateful for all the years that I was single. As hard as they were, they drove me closer to Christ. Like, mm-hmm. I learned to lean on Him and trust in Him and have an authentic relationship with Him, where I, you know, was communicating with Him my frustrations, my struggles, my my hopes. Um, and so God really did a lot to draw me closer to Him during that season, and He also used it in such great ways. I was able to build up my career as a writer so that making the transition to being a mom has been easier. I was able to travel. I was able to grow and learn. And I see all of the ways that God used the single years really blessing my motherhood now and my marriage now. And so as hard as it was, like 
God knew what he was doing. So that's that's probably the most important lesson I can take away from those years. Is God knows what he is about. That is good advice to take away, right? We're talking about Emily Stimson Chapman here about her book, uh, Catholic Girl's Guide to the Single Leaders. You know, I, I just think you hit the nail on the head in so many ways there. The idea, so many times, I don't know, I don't know if you ever thought about this, because me going through single, I, I would... I would do what I call, I'm a musician, so I, I would do what I call play and pray. I would go to the church after work, play and pray, and it, it, was, it was just my way of, you know, tearfully saying, okay, Lord, what is it you want? You know, what, 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 what do you want? And do you want me to be married? Do you not want me to be married? And, and you, maybe you went through the same things. There can be difficulties, as you mentioned, but just learning to trust God is, is, is so amazing um, in, in so many ways, you know, and God blesses us. One thing I would like, maybe talk a little bit about the freedom. You, you, you taught, you briefly touched on, you had freedom to travel, freedom to do this. My whole point is if you are single, instead of ruminating about, you know, and, and pouting about not being married, which, which I'll admit it, I did sometimes, you chose to use it in a positive way many times to use that freedom, right? To travel, to write, to do these things. And, and maybe that, I would guess that would be in one encouragement you would have for our listeners as well, as long as they have that freedom, if you will. Exactly. I mean, I think it's easy to get, in, especially for, for women, to get in the mindset I'm, of, I'm waiting right now. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm waiting for my life to start. I'm waiting for my husband. I'm waiting for my children. Um, but... Like, you're always going to be waiting if that's the mindset you have. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. there's always something in life to wait for, but you're really supposed to be living. And God has work for you to do during your single years. He has people for you to love. He has lessons for you to learn. Like, there's so much that can happen when you trust God with your life. And say, okay, Lord, uh, I think you're calling me to travel or to go to school or to take this job. Like, I'm going to trust that your calls can't contradict each other. So there's a husband for me, you know, he's going to come along through me following your call, not by me saying, no, God, I'm, I'm waiting here until you send that husband along. Um, and so, yeah, there's so much more freedom and so much more joy, even though it can be very hard and very frustrating um, to really live the life that you have been given at every point. You know, what were some of the ways that you... Um embraced and trusting Christ? I'm, I'm guessing your, your prayer life really became more intense, maybe adoration, maybe mass sacraments reading. Tell us some of the ways that God showed you to, you know, to trust in Him more. Um, I mean, it was... Hmm. Oh, let's see. How do I even... Um, I would say that it was more simply through a relationship. Okay, so perfect. Telling Him what I was... what I was struggling with, what I was learning... Um, leaning on him and spending that time with him, and also learning to see how much he was giving me each and every day. Because sometimes we get so focused on what God is not giving us, he's not giving us the husband, he's not giving us the babies, that we miss what he is giving us. And so he really helped me focus on the gift of the day and to see his presence in every moment of my life. And that is a gift that's continued to bless me as a mom and wife. That is such good advice. It, being being grateful, right, for what you have, and not, we don't have to look far to see how blessed we are, right? I mean, exactly. Oh my goodness, that's so true. That's so true. Well, that's interesting. I'm, I'm curious, Emily. Did you have any any other like women who were you know who were single as well? Did did you spend time? Did you talk with them at all, or was was it just kind of a, a personal journey for you? No, I was really blessed to have, you know, I was in Steubenville through all those years. Sure. And so there was always students coming in for grad school or to take jobs at the university. 
And God blessed me with wonderful roommates and wonderful neighbors and wonderful friends. Um, most of us have married off at this point. There's still a couple who haven't gotten married, mm-hmm. but um, I was I, I had a wonderful community. I'm married and single people, so my married friends were just as important to me during those years as my single friends were. That makes sense. That makes sense. We're talking to Emily Stimson Chapman about her book, A Catholic Girl's Guide to the Singulars, and just her life and her walk. When we come back, we're going to talk about marriage, how she and her husband met, and life since marriage. You're listening to Real Presence Live, and we'll be back right after this. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. As Catholic people, we recognize our lives are gifts from God. Blessings received are a result of God's grace and goodness. Our Lord entrusts us to be good stewards of His many gifts. We are called to conduct lives that honor Him and bear witness to our faith in Jesus Christ. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio. As we begin a new year, let's reflect a moment on stewardship. Your life should provide an example to others in the way you live your faith, the way you manage your possessions, and the way you plan your estate and personal affairs. You have spent a lifetime acquiring your assets and living your faith. Fortunately, we can provide you with an estate planning guide that allows you to put all of your important information in one place and enable you to document your intentions. To request an estate planning guide, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. It's no secret that parents and students alike love the University of Mary, the nation's most affordable, serious Catholic university. The Mary community provides students with a home away from home, one that is grounded in the rich vibrancy of the church. With nearly 60 degree programs, 18 NCAA Division II athletic teams, and a thriving university ministry program, there's something for everyone. Find your place at Mary. Visit cometomary.life. Real Presence Radio is available on Google Assistant devices, including Google Home, phones, tablets, and smart displays. To start this action, say something like, Okay, Google, talk to Real Presence Radio. It will then ask what station you want to play, to which you can respond, Play Sioux Falls, or Play AM 970, or Play WWEN. From there, you can use words like Play, Pause, and Stop. Listen to RPR anytime, anywhere, on Google Assistant devices. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. My name is Tim Mosier, your host, having a great conversation with Emily Stimson Chapman, uh, writer, author, mother, wife, uh, yeah, all-around good person from what I can tell. This is awesome. She's sitting in her car right now, just dropped her son off at preschool. Welcome back, Emily. Oh, it's good to be here, Tim. It's, it's kind of cool. You're just you're just being a mom today and then chatting with us. I love it, Emily. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, Emily, tell our listeners about how you and your husband met. Yeah, we you know, we met on Catholic Match, but we met in 2005. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, I like, I like him a lot. Um, and he had some things he had to work through. So okay. we actually ended up becoming friends. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're good friends for nine years until he 
got his head screwed on straight and decided <laughs> he needed to marry me. So Exactly. Come on. <laughs> Let's go. It was a long, dramatic journey. Mm-hmm. So it was like a television show, but <laughs> it all worked out in the end. That's great. So I suppose once or twice it probably, okay, Lord, you've made me single this long, and now you're waiting. You know, I've got a guy here that I'd like to marry, and you're waiting me to wait some more. Is that it? <laughs> so. There were lots of words with the Lord, believe me. That's right. And God can take it. That's the beautiful thing, right? He can take it. <laughs> yes, he yeah. can. He'd rather have us saying those words than not saying anything That's else. right. That's right. Um, did your early adulthood help you prepare for your marriage? How, how, in what ways did that work for you? Uh, you know, I was blessed to come from a great family. My parents had a really healthy, beautiful marriage. Um, I was blessed to have been taken in by so many married couples over the years mm-hmm. who let me see how they live their marriages, which I think is really useful to see um, just how different couples work through issues and order their lives so that you have something, a broader framework than just your own, your own families. Um, and yeah, they let me love on their children and you know, throw parties for their babies. And I had a I had a lot of a lot of good times with those friends, and they they were very helpful as I moved towards marriage with Chris. Wonderful, wonderful. That's great. Well, besides being the mom and dropping kids off at school, what what's your life look like now? What are you up to now? Uh, you know, well, I was I was a full time professional writer for so many years, mm-hmm. and as the babies have come in quick succession, <laughs> um, I've had to dial back a little <laughs> bit. Um, I used to write. You know, I've I've written high school. Theology curriculum, I've got half a dozen books to my name. I've written all um, six of the endowed studies for endowed women's groups. Uh, but now, mostly what I'm doing, um, I think my last book for a while was Letters to Myself from the End of the World. It's sort of a handbook of Christian spirituality. That came out in 2021, just a month or two after my our third child, my daughter, arrived. And now I'm working, um, you can always find me on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a Substack where I am leading a study of Pope Benedict's encyclicals and where I answer theology questions and catechetical questions and share, share theological essays every month. But most exciting is um, the children's book project that I'm working on right now with Scott Hahn. Um, I am, Scott and I have been friends and um, I've done a lot of work on uh with Scott on his Bible studies and stuff over the years, um, but Scott has tasked me with turning his best-selling book into children's books. Um, and our first one, which is based on Hail, Holy Queen, mm-hmm. will be up for pre-sale on February 1st and releasing March 16th. Wow, so coming up very soon. Yes, very soon, and these have been a year in the making. Um, I'm actually finishing up the children's version of The Lamb's Supper right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're really excited about these because they're, the target audience is really children four to nine, mm-hmm. but they're meant to be read aloud. Um, we are writing them in beautiful verse with proper rhyme and meter so mm. that they are fun to read and memorize and just really can make the faith and these important theological and biblical concepts accessible, not just for little ones, but for their parents mm-hmm. and big sisters, mm-hmm. and we hope it can be a wonderful catechetical <laughs> tool for years to come, and good literature. Absolutely. So we want both. Absolutely. I have a, probably almost every book that Scott Hahn ever wrote, and I love reading them. I love the way he writes, and I'm just so excited because I've, our, my, I'm thinking of my five-year-old boy, who reads fluently, by the way, but that's another story. Just getting him involved in those it would be awesome. How did this come about? Was it your idea, Scott's idea, or how, how did this all come about, turning these books it, into children's books? It was neither of our ideas. Okay. Our wonderful um, <laughs> editor, Melissa, mm-hmm. who she edits both me and Scott with the books that come out from Mayus Road. Mm-hmm. Um, 
really thought that there was something, uh, a good project here. And she convinced Scott and me that we should do it. And um, it, I did not, I'd never written children's books. I was not sure that this was the right fit for me. But, oh, my gosh, I've had the time of my life writing the two that, um, that are done so far. And I can't wait to tackle the other. There's going to be at least four more. So we'll have at least six. And maybe more. And I feel like my whole life with theology and writing and being a mom and reading children's books has actually prepared me for this project. Yeah, so I'm it, very, very excited about it. I can see all those aspects come together in, in these projects. That's awesome. And you said the, this first one is based on Hail Holy Queen. Is it called Hail Holy Queen? It is called Mary Mother of All. Mary Mother of All. Okay, great. That's wonderful. Well, em, we just have a, a couple of minutes left here. Um, you know, there's people listening out here saying, oh, yeah, Emily Stinson Chapman, yeah, you know, you were, you were single and, and you got a great husband. I have three kids. You have an amazing career. Yeah, but what about me? I'm sitting here and not in Pittsburgh, but I'm, you know, who knows where, and I'm wondering about if God really loves me and wants me. What advice would you give to someone waiting for God to reveal their vocation to them? I mean, I would say that I understand that because I certainly felt that way for a long time. Mm -hmm. um, and <laughs> no one should ever idealize anyone else's life, but believe, believe me, we got our issues here. Mm -hmm. um, but God is loving you right now. Like, He is showing you ways that He loves you right now, and He is calling you to love others right now. And I think that is the most important thing you can do as a single person, as a married person, as a widower, widower. It's look around you and see who God is asking you to love and give yourself to. And the more you pour yourself out in love, the less time you have to sit around and wonder why God's not giving you, you know, X, Y, or Z that you're waiting for. But the more life that comes into your life and the more joy, and God uses that to give you what He has made you for. Mm. But you got to get the love to get the love. Yeah, that's such good advice. You know, when we first got married... Uh, I got married to a wonderful woman, but I, I had difficulties adjusting from single life to married. And, and she knew that my, my mom was aging and, and she lived fairly close to us. And she knew if I came home and I was frustrated, she, she knew I had to do one of two things. She either said, Tim, either go to the church and pray or go help your mother. She knew that either time with God or time helping my mother, getting out of my head, loving, as you talked about, we need to love someone. That was the key, and that worked wonders for me, getting out of myself and loving. And you talked about your single years, hanging out with these families, throwing birthday parties for their kids. Isn't the key for us to get out and, as you said, love someone, love someone, live in the now. God's got a great plan for you right now, and trust Him for the future, huh? Exactly. Amazing. Any final thoughts? You've got about a minute left here, Emily. No, I'm just excited to talk to you. Um, I would love to have people follow me along on Substack. You can find me there um, at Substack or Instagram. Um, you can see cute pictures of my kids to learn more about our daily life and share lots of theology, but also lots of recipes and babies and random thoughts on home decor. So it's, no. you get all of me on Instagram <laughs> and Substack. So. Well, that's awesome. When, when I was looking through the webpage, I saw you uh, doing some cooking and stuff there. It made me hungry. You know, it's almost lunchtime here. So it's like, you know, that, that's great. Well, Emily, I want to thank you uh, for your time and, and thank you for just saying yes to God and being patient and trusting in Him. It's, it's very inspirational and we wish you all the best with your family and your career. 
thanks so much, Tim. And if you could send some snow here, my, my two-year-old Beckett really wants the big snow. We'll, so. we'll send it your way. It'll be fun. <laughs> All right. I'll try to make it a vertical snow coming down nicely, not a horizontal snow driving wind. Okay, how's that sound? You know, and not on a weekend. We want it on a weekday. My husband's a theology teacher, so if he could stay home with us, that wow. would be awesome. Okay, I'll, I'll put it into order. We'll see what happens. Okay. <laughs> thanks, Emily. God bless you. Bye-bye. All right. Emily Stinson Chapman. All right. Well, that was kind of a fun day, wasn't it, Rachel? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it went kind of fast. We had a lot of, lot of good people here in the studio and good phone calls. But I suppose this isn't the only show. You probably have some things about other upcoming shows, I bet. Yes, I do. On the next for Presence Live, which is Monday from 9 to 11 a.m. Central, Heather Caro is your host coming to you live from the Mustard Seed in Sioux Falls. She'll be speaking with Kiara Wang about her pastoral and homebound ministry. And Katie Nets will be sharing about the Endow Monthly Study Group. All this and more is coming on the next Real Presence Live on a Monday from 9 to 11 a.m. Central. Sounds way cool. That's mm -hmm. awesome. That's awesome. And you, big plans for the upcoming weekend? Anything going on? Not really. Not okay. at all. This is the first week of school, so probably I'm focusing on that right now. Good. I don't know what I'm doing. Like Hopefully not too much homework. Not too much right now. Okay, yeah. that, that sounds good. And you're, you're an EMT now, right? I am. Okay, that that's awesome. How long did it take you to uh, you know to go through the the classes and get certified? That was just a one semester class. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Very nice. Very nice. That's great. Well, thanks for seeing us to that call. That yeah. that's an important call Absolutely. as well. I enjoyed it. Good. So. That's great. That's cool. Well, thanks again for producing, Rachel. You do such a great job. I appreciate it. You're welcome. All right. Well, that's all we have for today, my friends. Until next time, remember to practice your faith every day. God bless you. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence Radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.